Okay. Hello and welcome to Twin Talk. I'm Angie and I'm here with my sister Joy. And today we're going to be discussing a couple of books that we would like to re- recommend to you and to each other. So, so Joy, I guess I'll I'll start us off here. First of all, how's everything going with you? Just been pretty crazy week. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Been very busy, very crazy, and that's why we didn't get our podcast recorded. Oh, we didn't get our podcast out yeah, Friday. Last, <clears throat> last week, you know, we actually had some snow and ice, which we have not seen that amount of snow in this area in a long time. Yeah, I think it's actually been called the snowpocalypse by many people. <laughs> we actually missed a whole week of school because of the snow and ice. So, mm-hmm. of course, I was kind of excited. And, of course, all the kids were excited. And then coming, so that was last week. And then, mm-hmm. or, I'm sorry, the week before last, I guess. And then we went back a full week this last week, and it was kind of hard coming back to school. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. But that's, I guess, that's the main thing that's happened to us recently of any significance is the snowpocalypse. Yeah. But it was nice. I, I think I slept. I caught up on some sleep. Mm. Our pipes froze over though. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so I have to tell I the story about real that. Quick. Okay. So. <clears throat> You know, just to flush the toilet, you know, you have to put water into the tank of the toilet. And so our we had no running water. So just like Laura Ingalls, I'm like, yeah, I'll just be tough like Laura Ingalls. I'll pioneer woman it, you know, here for a while. <laughs> now, our heat was still working, so that was great, but just no running water. So there was tons of snow. So I took my mop bucket, went outside, and just started carrying in. And now, you got to remember, though, we had a cold snap, like a Arctic front came mm-hmm. through. We literally got down to, like, negative. Yeah, we were in the negatives. Yeah. I think we even had a wind chill factor of negative 17 one morning. Yeah, I remember one morning, some of the temperature, uh, the thermometers were actually said, like, negative 7. And then the wind yeah. chill factor was way worse than that. So, we're not used to that around here. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys who live up north in the northern part of the United States... I have new respect for you mm-hmm. guys. How in the world do you guys live with these really cold temperatures? You know, this is pretty normal for them, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. you know, in the winter. But for us, it's not. But anyway, I took my little mop bucket, and I went out there, and I filled it with snow. And I thought, oh, this will be enough to, you know, melt and fill up the tank of my <laughs> toilet. <laughs> so we could flush the toilet. I'm not kidding you. It Now, this is probably exaggerating, but it. I would say it probably took five full mop buckets of snow to make like one gallon of water. I'm oh, not, no, it I could took see that. forever. So I would, so I literally had a, a big, huge pot on every burner, four burners, <laughs> and I'm melting them like 24 7. And I'm fill, using them to fill up the toilet. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to try to do some dishes. Because couldn't run the dishwasher, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was a whole nother. It probably took me two hours just to boil enough water, just to do a few handful of dishes. And I'm not kidding. After four or five hours of just boiling water and heating up water, I was, I was like, exhausted. I was like, how do these pioneer women make it? And then I was talking to our mom about it. She was, well, when we were growing up, we always had to heat our water, and we never thought anything of it. And I oh, thought, really? That's they what did? she said. Oh. And so, but I have new respect for the pioneer people. 
Okay, uh, I have a confession to make. Okay. So over the past few months, I don't know why, I'm just always, I'll buy a gallon of distilled water here and there. Yeah. And the thought kept going across my mind, take that water to joy. No. Because I had all these gallons of distilled water, <laughs> and then now you're telling me this horrific story about well, boiling water for hours at a I'll time. I'll have to say and why my didn't finger, I bring you that water? My toes and fingers oh, were so were numb, they were about to fall off, and I almost <laughs> had frostbite. But it's okay, you keep yeah. your water. Okay, on second thought, I <laughs> probably was going to but the roads were just too dangerous i'm sure they were yeah the roads were pretty bad they were especially pretty where slick. i lived in our little neighborhood oh my gosh uh-huh. um it was it was bad we it definitely was dangerous to be out on the roads and driving around yeah but anyway sorry we got off the subject yeah. there but during the snowpocalypse i did get a, a like a tiny tiny taste of what being a pioneer woman was like <laughs> yeah we literally like even to this day you can walk around my house and we have towels stuffed in all of the windowsills because mm-hmm. you could feel the air everywhere yes. that there was any type of draft or where mm-hmm. a window's not completely sealed you could feel yes. the air oh we in. got masking tape and oh. put it because our doors are so old oh that's right doors. y'all's doors are kind of off center too they're off yeah. center and you can literally see kind of <laughs> daylight through them and yeah. you could feel that so that air was so cold we had school ma- teachers need raises people yeah come on man raises for the school teachers but anyway so we had masking tape all around the doors we had uh, towels stuffed in there hey i have bubble wrap over a lot of my windows oh this <laughs> so, is sad this yeah is so i have sad. bubble wrap and, and masking tape well and i will windows. say this if we do get our rebate what's not our rebate what's yeah. it called oh our uh, what stimulus they, they, they call it the covid the stimulus check. Stimulus something. If we rather, do yeah. get the stimulus, we're pretty sure we're going to buy uh, two exterior doors with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so okay. there you go. Okay. All right. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Okay. So okay. anyway, I'm glad this... No, it was fun while it lasted, except yeah. for the pipes freezing over. Yeah. But I'm ready for spring. I saw the funniest thing on Facebook. Someone had posted a comment and it said, for all of you people who said... This won't happen till hell freezes over. They yeah. said, well, today's the day. <laughs> yeah, today's the day. Yeah. yeah, that was funny. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get into our books, our book recommendations. And the book that I'm going to recommend, and I, before you say this, I know mm-hmm. you're going to say I've already read this. Okay. But the reason I'm recommending it is because I feel like it's one of those books that you need to read at least once a year. Okay. Okay, so this little book that I'm actually holding in my hand is called Simplify Your Life. And the book is literally, I'm going to guess it's three inches by three inches. It's a tiny, small book. And didn't you buy a copy for me? I may have. Or did I just borrow it? I remember reading that. Yeah, and I thought you bought it. You either let me borrow it or you bought me a copy. So this is one of those books (laughs) where, you know, people say, oh, that book changed my life. Mm -hmm. I can honestly say Mm -hmm. this book changed my life. I can honestly say that. And even to this day, because, okay, the book is called simplify your life 100 ways to slow down and enjoy the things that really matter and it's by author um, elaine st james it was written in 1994 yes and i'm guessing i read it probably 10 to 15 years ago for the first time right okay but here's the thing it's it deals with so many aspects of your life uh, of how to simplify your life mm-hmm. and and it just makes you really think about why am i doing certain things mm-hmm. that i'm doing and it totally it just changed my whole outlook on why i hang on to things that i hang right. on to and just it, and just how i look at life in general mm-hmm. um so i'm just going to read a paragraph out of the beginning of the book and i want to get your 
Um, I do remember a few <clears throat> takeaways from the book. And you're mm-hmm. right. I do think I need to read again. It's been so long. Mm-hmm. But I have a few things I remember to that to this day. I remember when I'm doing stuff like, why am I doing this? And mm-hmm. I want to ask you if you remember these two. Okay. Yeah, go so ahead. So I'm going to read this paragraph, and I want your thoughts okay. on this. Okay. Let your boat of life be light, packed with only what you need, a homely home and simple pleasures, one or two friends worth the name, someone to love and someone to love you, a cat, a dog, and a pipe or two, enough to eat and enough to wear, and a little more than enough to drink, for thirst is a dangerous thing. And that was by Jerome Klapka Jerome, was who, okay. who said that. So what, what, is, what do you think he means by that? <clears throat> wow, you'd have to read again. I'm sorry, I didn't um, know you were going to ask me about it. Well, okay, just to summarize, let your boat of life be like, uh, light. Yeah, you have just a can't few weigh yourself. I, I think possessions equal weight. They equal stress. Mm-hmm. The more you have, the more you have to take care of, the more you have to worry about. Mm-hmm. And I almost feel like they're talking about, I mean, it could be other things, but if he's talking about possessions, keep them white. Don't hoard things and, you know, buy everything you see. And it's just, it, the more you have, the more you have to take care of. Yeah, and the, and the last thing he says in that paragraph is thirst is a dangerous thing. Yeah. And I don't know. That's the part I kind of went, hmm, I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure I equate, what he's saying there. I equate thirst with want. Yes. Always wanting. Greed. Yeah. Yeah. And so another thing that they say in the book, which to me kind of summarizes what that, what that man just said, is the secret to happiness is not in getting more, but in wanting less. Ooh, that's and deep. I, that's very deep. And I and I used to work with the lady, and she she made the comment to me one day, you know, she... Uh, she said, you know, I've been praying that God would lessen, that I would uh, be free of want. Yes. And I mm-hmm. thought, oh, wow, just think what would mm-hmm. life be like if you didn't always want. Yeah. You know. And this is something that mm-hmm. I struggle on a daily basis with myself and with my daughter. Mm-hmm. She wants everything she sees, everything <laughs> she sees. Even this morning, she goes, Mom. You know how you say I want every single thing I see? And I said, yes. And she goes, we were in my bedroom. She's like, I don't want that TV. And I don't want that bookcase. And I don't want this bed. (laughs) Well, she was just being a little smarty. Uh But anyway, I was like, you know what I mean, Olivia. But she... She has a problem, and it's not just her. It's millions of Americans yeah, and people a lot all over the world. A lot of sure. kids are like that. But I've, sure. I've been the same way. I'm like, God, I, and this is what I preach to her, and I'm, and I'm preaching to myself, too. Let's be content with what we have. We have mm-hmm. so much. I said, we for, I said, sometimes, Olivia, I think you forget what you have, and it applies to me, too. I said, maybe we need to take inventory of everything mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. and be thankful for that and content mm-hmm. with that. Focus on what you have yes, and not what you don't. focus on what you have and what you don't have. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, just so just a real quick little summary of what the, some of the topics the book discusses uh, they actually break it into categories. There's six categories in the book, and they discuss your household, your lifestyle, your finances, your job, your health, and your personal life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, yeah, they, cover, they, the, the major they cover the whole gamut there. And when they talk about, and the, the things that stuck with me the most, and you and I can attest to this, and I'm going to mention something to you, is your household how many hours of conversation would you say you and I have discussed about decluttering our houses oh in our lifetime? Goodness. If you could just guess, just so our listeners will just get a, a just an dozens, idea. Dozens, I guess, dozens and dozens. I can't I even begin to explain to our listeners 
how much you and I talk about our decluttering, decluttering and getting rid and simplifying our mm-hmm. lives by getting rid of things mm-hmm. and, and asking each other for moral support. Yes. How many times I've have you said, Angie, <laughs> Angie, I need moral support. Yes. Come to me, come over while I'm cleaning up my closet yes. and say, you really don't need that ratty t-shirt from 1987 yes. or whatever, you know. Because we both believe that if we have a, someone else who has a different perspective of something that mm-hmm. we're attached to, they can... They can talk to us and talk us down from the cliff, so to speak, and and reason with us, like you said. And we both know that we hang on to things because of sentiment, because of feelings, memories. We have sentimental attachment. We don't really need that object. Mm -hmm. We don't use that object. But it's a mental thing, and we we need to tell each other. And honestly, I know this might sound strange to our listeners, but I've done this. Like when there's an object that I'm like, I just don't have anywhere to put it. I don't Mm -hmm. know what to do with it. I've taken a picture of it mm-hmm. and maybe sold it or given away mm-hmm. or something, but I still have the picture. See, I'm still hanging on to it in yeah. a way, but I'd rather have a digital copy than that big thing taken at my space, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it t- makes total sense. And, and I had this aha moment a couple of years ago when my precious mother, she was cleaning out something and she decided to give us our baby books. Yeah. So she gives me this baby book, which I'm like, well, that's cool. You know, mm-hmm. and I start flipping through it and I look at some cards and and this is going to sound awful, and I hope Mom never listens to this podcast. Mm-hmm. But I thought, this doesn't mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. She's held this on all these years, and, yeah. and I did not have a connection with that book. Right, you didn't know the people's I names didn't know the, the people. Yeah, and, I, and some people might be like, oh, I would love to have something like yeah. that. From but honestly, for me, it was kind of like, okay, and it made me rethink all the things I'm hanging on to for my children that mm-hmm. someday they'll be like, what's this? Yeah. You know, it just, mm-hmm. it was kind of one of those moments like, I'm hmm. the same way. I have tons and tons of journals and diaries. Mm-hmm. And right well, that's now, something I can't, that's, Olivia I can't is wanting to read them. But I'm like, I don't really want people reading those when I'm gone. Mm-hmm. There's a They're lot of personal private. stuff in there, mm-hmm. but yet I don't want to get rid of them. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, what do I do? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I don't I'm, ever go back and read them. It's funny. Cause I don't want to get rid of mine because I feel like I have a lot of issues in my life. And I'm often thinking maybe if I went back and read my childhood diaries Mm -hmm. it might give me some insight into why i do some of the things that i do yeah that's true but a lot of them i I just don't pick up and read because they're painful they remind me of the painful things because that's when i would write a lot when i was in pain yes something bad had happened it was either something really good or really bad it's the only time i really would write. yeah i was either on a real high or a real low and i don't there's been Mm -hmm. a few times throughout the years that i've picked up a few and I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. Oh, mm-hmm. I wish I hadn't read that. And then I'd be in a bad mood or angry or getting mm-hmm. mad at something. Oh, I forgot he did that or said that. Or, yeah. And I get angry. I'm like, why you know, did I even pick it up? You, you make know? a really good point because we found some of my old calendars the other day. And I mm-hmm. would write a lot of things that would normally be put in a diary. I would write on my calendar. Yeah. And, Cambry, and that's something our mom does. Yeah, and Cambry would be reading some of the stuff out loud. And it, some of it was painful. And I thought, why am I subjecting myself mm-hmm. to this? And I read somewhere the other day, and it was really good. They said... Things in your past that that really haunt you or bother you, they said, it's really good to, oh, how did they say it? They said to re- Look at it in a different way. Like it, it, it brought it made a change in your life. Or look, try to find something usually positive it does about grow it. Us. Usually, it yeah. does make us stronger and wiser. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to go through pain to grow. I mean, That's there's just true. no way through it. But I just don't want to revisit the pain. I, I agree. Okay, so I'm just gonna. This is. I just had a couple more things written down. I wrote down my favorite topics and some of my favorite suggestions 
that were included. And okay. I, I did a top 10 of my favorite awesome. things in the book. Number one, <laughs> reducing clutter, which we just talked about. Number two, turn off the TV. Three, rethink your buying habits. Four, turn your hobby into your job. Five, which I thought, ooh, wouldn't that be cool? Be, we we yeah. could turn this into a job. Oh, that's That would be my dream. Okay. Five, always split a restaurant meal. You and I do that. I try <laughs> to get my husband to like... Because they serve, we very rarely eat out. It is mm-hmm. so rare. But when we do, you know, they we're stuffed, we're miserable. Yeah. And I always say, hey, yeah. let's just split the main meal, you know, mm-hmm. save some money. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go get a dessert somewhere. Yeah. But he never, that ever sounds just wants like to do it, ever. Yeah, sounds just like him. Okay, number six, learn to laugh. Seven, if it's not working, stop doing it. That's a good one. Eight, stop trying to change people. Nine, spend one day a month in solitude. And ten, change your expectations. Yeah. So, you know, those are all some They're really all good. good. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, but my favorite, um, this is one thing that's been suggested in the book. And all my life I've said, yeah, I'm going to do this someday. Well, I've yet to do it. And I'm just going to read real quickly. This suggestion is get up an hour earlier. And I'm just going <laughs> to... My husband will laugh at that. Okay, yeah. it's so, so hard for me to get up in the morning. I know, but this is... like, but, Yeah, I agree. My, I'm not kidding. In some ways, my life would absolutely change if I could get up oh. an hour earlier. Oh, it I... would absolutely and that's why change this, a few things. The, this is something that... It, it honestly would be a miracle if I ever did get up an hour earlier. Me too. But this, if I could do anything in my life that I think would make a difference mm-hmm. into, for the better... It would be this. Maybe we should challenge each other. Okay. Okay. So here, this is, I want to tell you okay. what the author says about getting up an okay. hour earlier. And then I'm, then I'll end on this. Okay. The best hour of the day is the hour just before the time you are currently, currently getting up. Mm-hmm. If you're like most people, you schedule your wake up hour so that you have just enough time to get dressed, grab a bite of breakfast, take a quick peek at the headlines or the morning news. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, I don't even do that. Maybe get the kids off to school and get to work by 8.30 or 9. I'm thinking, where do they work? What world do they live in? What world is that where you get to work at 8.30 or 9? I have to have my daughter at school by 7.30. Adding an extra hour to your day, especially if you use it to do something other than work, is an effective way to relieve stress and to give yourself the feeling of having much more time throughout the day. This may mean going to bed an hour earlier, but an extra hour in the morning when you're rested is so much more productive than trying to stay up an hour later at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. So if you've never had an opportunity to enjoy that quiet hour before dawn, I urge you to start doing so tomorrow. You'll be amazed at the richness, peace, and simplicity Mm -hmm. it can add to your life. Well, my thing, okay, here's where I would have problems with that. Mm Mm-hmm. My alarm set for six. I mm. usually hit the snooze button two or three times. I, if I sleep in past six twenty, I'm in trouble. Okay. It's six o'clock, so I'd have to mm. get up at five. Oh. My thing is, and I don't mind. I might could even pull it off a few days, but I would be in there trying to load the dishwasher or mm-hmm. fold laundry. I, it wouldn't be peaceful. I probably right. wouldn't be reading my Bible. I probably wouldn't be looking at the headlines. I probably mm. wouldn't be meditating or whatever people mm. do. Uh, I think I would be like, oh, this is a perfect time to like get mm-hmm. some housework done or be doing my getting schoolwork ready yeah, well, totally. I, I think it would still be stressful but that I would be that. on me mm-hmm. that'd be my fault do you what what happened if you got up an hour early same thing mm-hmm. probably i would uh 
I would I would like to think that I would use it to go take a walk in the morning yeah. during the nice oh, weather. Oh, you just thought of something. If I but, could take Tucker for a walk yeah, in the morning, if I could, he would love If that. I could take a walk or even even just get him fix my family a nice breakfast, you yeah. know, just, just you know, and, and not be rushed. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so those, uh, like I said, I highly recommend this book, Simplify Your Life, 100 Ways to Slow Down and Enjoy the Things That Really Matter mm-hmm. by Elaine St. James. And you can literally sit down and read this book in an hour oh, or less yeah. you can flip and you don't have to read the whole book just flip through the yeah. the sections and see what you feel like could uh, and i love you. the book recommendation mm-hmm. like you said i mm-hmm. do remember reading it gosh it's probably yeah. been like yeah. you said 10 15 who knows now, i will long. say there's a few things in her here that i don't uh, agree with her mm-hmm. like one of them is stop sending christmas cards yeah. uh, bow out of holidays i don't agree with yeah some of those i don't things. agree with the bow yeah, there's, of the holidays there's things that she does that i don't agree with but i would say 90 percent of it yeah was, same here there's still even though we don't agree with the whole thing, there's a lot of really good, valuable stuff in there. Yeah, Very yeah. good re- book recommendation. Yeah. Okay, so what what do you got for Okay, us? so I'm not nearly as prepared as Angie. Um, I'm just, and I've had plenty of time to be prepared, so I have no excuse. Sure but um, anyway, the book I'm going to recommend, it's called Heaven by Randy Alcorn. Oh, okay. Have you ever read it? No, and you were telling me about how, mm-hmm. how awesome it was here several okay, months back. Okay, it is fascinating. Mm-hmm. So... I listen to it on Audible, and then I have the big... It is a long book. It's very big, very thick. It's long. And uh, it's what it is, this guy named Randy Alcorn, he he said, um, we don't know that much about heaven. And he said, he feels that people have a very negative view of heaven. Like, hmm. why would I want to go to heaven and sit around on a cloud and play the harp all day? Oh, yeah. they have You know this... how people have that viewpoint yeah. of it's going to be boring and yeah. there's nothing fun. You will never look at heaven the same way again if you read this book. Mm. And he's not saying that everything he's saying is 100%. He's not saying, he's just saying based on scripture. Mm. And he goes through and he gives all the scripture behind why he thinks it's the way it's going to be. And he does a really good job of backing up his, these are all theories, obviously. Mm. And we don't know, we have an idea based on scripture what heaven's going to be like. Mm. But uh, he really uh, jumped in and went in depth on the scripture study. And he backed up a lot of this stuff with scripture, and it is fascinating. We are going to have jobs in heaven, mm-hmm. according to him and their scripture. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should have had my scripture in front of me. There's a scripture that does sound like we will have work in heaven and have mm-hmm. jobs, but it's not going to be like the uh, earthly type of job mm-hmm. that we're fatigued and, oh, I don't feel like going. Mm-hmm. Or we have, all, it's going to be something that we enjoy. And something that is something to the glory that we of find, God. Yeah, something sure. that's serving and that we find joy in. And he even brought up uh, a gardening. He said, do you love to garden? He goes, who knows? You, one of your jobs might be to take care mm-hmm. of one of the gardens in heaven. And I thought, I love to garden. I love to watch plants grow. And I love that. And it's not going to be tedious. It's not. It's going to be something fulfilling and that we, ha- that we ha- find joy in. Another thing is he feels like there's going to be space exploration. He feels like we're going to be able to, like, travel throughout the galaxies and the universes hmm. and travel and explore. Oh, that's wild. I know. <laughs> things that you just never would even consider. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing was languages. Because... As a Spanish teacher, mm-hmm. I have spent countless hours learning the language, practicing the language. 
studying the language and and I enjoy it and I love it and I've I'm still have a long way to go I'm what you call proficient I'm not even fluent and I've been teaching mm-hmm. it forever and that's really frustrates me that I'm still not fluent but honestly and this is a whole nother podcast I think you have to pretty much live somewhere mm-hmm. and be immersed in the sure. language before you can become fluent if you don't can't practice it every day like you should mm-hmm. but anyway he talked about languages because he said what language are we going to speak in heaven hmm. and he talked about how hey if you're a language teacher or you enjoy learning languages he says you're going to have an eternity to learn as many languages as you want he doesn't um, think that we're his opinion is pictured us being a spirit and we're just going to automatically mm-hmm. understand each other me communicate too through the spirit huh? me too and he and like he said he said you know these theories could be wrong mm-hmm. they're just based on my interpretation of scripture but mm-hmm. i thought it was fascinating because i always thought like i said i'm always like god I, I love learning spanish i love trying to speak it i love trying to teach it but is this all there is? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, I'm like, mm-hmm. it's just a short earthly time. You know, mm-hmm. this life is like a vapor. I'm like, is what type of eternal value does me oh, teaching and speaking Spanish? Well, according to this book, there may be some he eternal. feels like we will can learn languages hmm. if we want. We, we, there's, there's no limit. Oh, he's talking about books. He says we never could read all the books we want to mm-hmm. in a lifetime. He feels like we will have time. I know this may sound so far fetched. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. To our listeners, yeah, to be honest, and, it, and honestly, me, when I was reading listen, it, yeah. it sounded far fetched. Uh-huh. But when you actually read the book and you read the scripture mm-hmm. and you read his reasoning behind mm-hmm. it, it doesn't sound so far fetched. Right. He makes very convincing arguments. Okay, and um, just that we that we may be reading books that we mm-hmm. will have time to enjoy and sit and read, mm-hmm. and. Uh, like I said, we'll have jobs and there'll be exploration. It's we're not gonna we're gonna be active. We're not gonna be sitting around playing harps, right? Uh, and that's where I think there's yeah. a huge misconception about huge because people, especially people who don't know scripture, mm-hmm. they picture what they see on TV. And what do you yeah. see on TV? You see cartoons of little angels on, like you said, playing harps on yeah. clouds. And it's the Bible's big white thing like crowds. that. It yeah. actually describes a beautiful city, and mm-hmm. it even describes how big the city is and. Oh my goodness, this is where I'm not prepared, and I wish I had the book in front of me, but obviously you said there's going to be colors. We're It's almost like we're looking through mm-hmm. a veil, yes. and we there are colors that we are going to see and experience that you can't even imagine Well, how many earth. people have claim to yeah. gone to heaven and mm-hmm. that's one of the things they talk about are the, is colors. the colors yes yes and they, they ta- can't describe yes. how vibrant the colors are yes and he talked about music mm-hmm. he talked about how you we haven't even touched the surface of mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. and the sounds and the compositions I that we can hear i laugh about people who they get frustrated or mad at their church because they're doing this type of music mm-hmm. or that and i'm thinking in heaven, there I, I believe there's going to be so many different mm-hmm. kinds of music that's going to, and that's why I get, I get almost, yeah, I get frustrated too because I laugh at people thinking people are just they're in a little box and they just can't see yeah. any outside, outside of the this box. box and they just can't even. I don't think we even have a we have tenth a, of a degree yeah, to what heaven is going to be like. Yes, and then. Yeah. Um, same way in our church, and our preacher mentions this every once in a while. He's like, you know, if you're one of these people that's 
maybe complaining about, oh, you didn't like the sermon. You didn't like the music. He said, then you're there. You're there for the church to serve you and mm-hmm. not to serve the church. Right. And you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong mindset. Yeah. You're, you're looking for the church to serve you. But I heard uh, one man's testimony that said he died and went to heaven. And he said he could hear all these different types of music. Mm-hmm. And they were different genres and different types. But mm-hmm. they all were in harmony to yes. create one song. For, yeah. for, and they all mm-hmm. actually harmonized together. Yeah. To create a song that glorified God, and I thought, well, yeah. you know, who knows? Well, it, he so. and he touches on so many things, and like I said, I'm not prepared, or I wish I would had been as prepared as you. I could have gone through and kind of read some of the chapter mm-hmm. headings, mm-hmm. but I for sure remember exploit space exploration. That one's really and, fascinating. Yeah, to hear that. having a job and having per- we'll all have a purpose, and we'll all have we will have a purpose. Yes. We will be We're a not serve gonna be just others in some way. Like just floating yeah, around like And it's going to be right. is stimulating. We're mm-hmm. not going to be ever, you're never going to be bored. We're going to have an eternity to explore all the things we didn't have time to explore mm-hmm. on earth. Like I said, like languages and books and art, mm-hmm. music. And it's just fascinating. And it made me excited about going to heaven. Mm-hmm. And he made that point. People aren't excited about going to right. heaven. They're like, why? Look right. at everything we're going to get to experience. So I even, like I said, if, if you're out there, uh, maybe you're not even a Christian. You know, mm-hmm. even to people who aren't Christians, I still think it's a mm-hmm. fascinating yes. read to see, even if they're not believers, what possibly maybe they could open their mind and say, well, maybe that's a possibility, you know. I get so mad or, when I hear these songs, whether it be country or rock, that they allude to things like, well, I may not go to heaven, but at least I'll be with you. You know, they, yeah. it, they, mm-hmm. it truly is the mindset of, well, you know, there's things that are better than heaven. Yeah. yeah. If heaven ain't a lot like Dixie, yes. I don't want to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's songs yeah. like that too. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that they're just, I think if you could take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. They don't literally mean a lot of it's more. Pretty. Oh, there they go. Oh. Bye-bye, dogs. Those dogs were laying here by us, so yeah. nice and quiet. Oh, I don't know. Anyway. But anyway, and to Christians, I would definitely recommend it because if you kind of have a boring, blase view of heaven, read this book. It's an eye-opener. It'll get you excited about heaven. It'll make heaven more real to you. And I, okay. uh, like I said, a lot of it's theory, It's but it is scripture-based. But at least it gets you to thinking what Did it could say, be like. Uh, I have a question. I'm wondering if you, if okay. you touched on this. Uh, two days ago, Cambry's best friend, uh, they had a dog that they were keeping for a relative mm-hmm. but anyway, the dog was really old and it died yeah. and the family was really sad and grieving and and Cambry told her friend oh well, you'll see it in heaven mm-hmm. and, the, and her friend said no I won't they don't have souls they don't go right. to heaven so that mm-hmm. was a discussion and Cambry says mom do dogs go to heaven yeah and I'm thinking I think they do he did okay mm-hmm. so he did touch on that mm-hmm. and a lot of people say no you're right they say that uh, dogs don't have souls they don't mm-hmm. go to heaven you know, and I can't say this with 100% authority, mm-hmm. but it seems like he said he believes our pets could be in heaven. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, here's another thing he said. This is touching a memory. Um, he said, things that we enjoy on earth, mm-hmm. like sports, he thinks that we will definitely have sports in heaven. Mm-hmm. He said, why would God provide us something that we love and enjoy on earth and not provide it in heaven was his theory. Oh, Cosima, I so have he, this fantasy of being an ice skater, oh, a figure there you skater. Go. Hey, we'll be, <laughs> I yeah, be a figure he believes in that heaven. there will be, and I, you know, to me that, 
and I know our logic does not match God's logic. I'm right. not saying that, but it is logical to me that if we love our pets so much, mm-hmm. why couldn't we see them again in heaven? Right. If I, we love sports so right. much, what why would can't be, we participate in sports What would be so bad about having uh, animals in heaven? I mean, he yeah. created them and for us here. And there definitely are going to be animals in heaven. We, yeah. And there's even a scripture that says the lion will lay down with the lamb. Oh, right. And some right. people say that's not literal. It just means peace. But mm-hmm. there are other people who take it literally and say mm-hmm. there will be all kinds of animals and they're all going to get along. Yeah, my thinking is why would God create all these things and then withdraw them from heaven that would yeah. just doesn't make sense that's what to randy alcorn yeah. is saying why would he provide us these things that we are passionate about mm-hmm. and we love and you know i think he makes a point to say we shouldn't worship these things oh, they sure. shouldn't idolize them right but if we if they're here for our enjoyment like music and mm-hmm. art and languages and books and sports mm-hmm. um why wouldn't they be in heaven right you know that right. if he provides mm-hmm. those things for us here on earth to enjoy he feels like they'll also be in heaven but just like a tip of the iceberg of you know mm-hmm. i have not seen nor ear heard Mm -hmm. the things God has prepared for those who love him. So Mm. we don't, like you said, we don't have an inkling, but this book is at least going to get people start to thinking about the possibilities. Okay. Awesome. So, did you, was that on I Audible? have the hard book. I have the hardback mm-hmm. copy and I have the Audible. So you have two okay. choices. So have I convinced you to read oh, it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. And it is long and it is mm-hmm. a commitment. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely going to reread the Simplify Your Life. I totally have forgotten about that book. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad because you're recommending to me. It will take me like an hour to read. But what I'm recommending oh, to you no. is going to take like 20. Uh, if know, you listen to it, it's, it's going to long, long read. But the value of it, though, oh, is definitely worth it. But just it. the I'm excitement just, yeah. it's going to generate. And just getting mm-hmm. the wheels rolling and thinking of the possibilities it's yes. worth the time investment i, I agree so heaven agree. by randy alcorn okay awesome and, okay thank you for that recommendation all right. all right well i guess we'll wrap things up now okay um, all right nothing else uh next week we're going to be doing Folsom untold oh that's that'll be a good one that's it's going to be, be good it's yeah. the untold story of, if you are a johnny cash fan you definitely need yes, to tune in johnny for that cash one. fans please tune in it's the untold story of the Folsom prison blues album all or right. Folsom album okay so all right well we will see you next time this is angie and this is joy and we'll see you next time on <laughs> twin, twin talk, talk.